Welcome everyone to episode 33 of Casting the Net. In today's episode, the guys talk about Father Joseph Ratzinger, otherwise known as Pope Benedict XVI, and a book he wrote called Introduction to Christianity, written in 1968. Widely regarded as a classic work, it is an excellent book that outlines the faith. And so in today's episode, which is a first part of two episode series. They discuss the book at great length, what it means, the impact that it has on our faith, and a whole bunch of other topics. So we hope you enjoy episode 33, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here again with my co-host Rick. We are casting the net and so grateful for you spending some time with us. Rick, I'm looking across the way. You seem to be doing okay. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm letting off that aura. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I've lived a year's worth in uh, the, the first three weeks of 2023. So that doesn't bode well for me. But <laughs> Whoa, this could be a long year in it front could, of you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's what happens when you when you wean a, a three year old off of her nap and oh and you uh you know that that period that window of the day that you did count on as a fortress of solitude kind of uh, <laughs> kind kind of you know hour or two for yourself ah. has been overrun by the barbarians. So. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting in the seminary in the in the family manual that we studied, which that's, was a page, in it. <laughs> which was a page, <laughs> everything you need to know about the family, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. take the three year old. You simply look them in the eye. You explain what needs to be done, and they comply. That's what that's what we learned. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I should get in touch with some publishers or something and make, make some money off of a revised right. manual on on marriage and, and family right. life for uh, for seminarians. Right. Be a good oh. good buck in that. I think there would be. I think there would be. We had the occasion recently as Catholics to um, mourn mm. the, the passing of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI and a giant in terms of influence upon the church for many, 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 many years, long before he's Pope. Mm. And for that matter, Long before he's asked by his very close friend, Carol Wojtyla, who at that time was Pope John Paul II, to join him in Rome in the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. I think that was somewhat soon after the, um, Carol Wojtyla was, was elected uh, Pope. I don't remember the exact year, but it was around 19... Wojtyla, of course, is 1978, mm-hmm. but I think... Uh, Father Ratzinger was invited to join him in 1981. I think mm. I, you know, I, I wasn't planning on mm. <laughs> saying that. We'll get a couple. I'll get a couple of notes about That's that. Right. I'm Some fact checking. Yeah, <laughs> fact checking. Fact checking. I'm, I'm saying. I think. I think. Um, but before that, um, an extraordinary theologian, and I say extraordinary here because I'm speaking about the influence. He was an influencer. He was a. He was a. Um, a thinker, a writer, a theologian who was impacting um, many and was uh, trustworthy in his uh, theological acumen. Mm-hmm. 
and really ascended very, very quickly to what was the international scene. Mm. At the Second Vatican Council, uh, he's a paritas with, I think, I think Bishop Frings from uh, Cologne. Hmm. Boy, I'm speaking about some things I did not um, verify before. <laughs> You're I, doing great. Keep before going. I hit record. Um, <laughs> so in 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 the Paridi were the theologians that bishops at the Second Vatican Council were permitted to have a theological expert hmm. who would who would accompany them. Uh, of course, not just to the sessions, to the four sessions from 1962 to 1965, but would very much be their, um, their, their, their experts for preparing and their experts for kind of debriefing, you know, what has happened and where are we going? And, and then Father Joseph Ratzinger was a, um, just a highly respected theological mind mm-hmm. at, at a very young age, mm-hmm. along with Carol Waitiwa mm-hmm. and, um, Several others who maybe not are as widely known on a popular level, but their their scope of influence is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Father Ratzinger comes out of the Second Vatican Council, um, is a uh, uh, professor of theology. Eventually lands at Tubingen, which itself is 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 worthy of um, story and study yeah. for the personalities that had gathered there. It was um, a challenging time for him. I think he, I think he felt he. I'm, I'm totally speculating here, but there seems to be some sense of being duped about where the direction of Tubigen really was going at that time. And yeah. I, he may have been more of a lone, strong lone voice that was faithful to the church, yeah. and that was disappointing as he thought it would be much more of a, um, much more of a concentration of theologians who were passionately in love with the church mm. in their implementation of the council. That was a very long introduction. But a good one. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could improve upon it, really. Um, no, I, I mean, that's the, it's, it's you know, fascinating detailing of his life. And for me, I mean, he's, he has a special place in my heart because he, he was mm. my first real encounter with serious... Um, mm. theology mm. and I came away reading from reading his his great work introduction to Christianity thinking oh, that's, this is awesome this is what all Catholic leaders are like this is mm. what all uh, you know priests and bishops are like yeah and, and you know that's not the case I was a bit disappointed on that front but um, right Joseph Ratzinger and introduction to Christianity both um, were extremely important influences in my own life Um was introduced to them and and became familiar with them long before I I, I decided to study theology on a on a on a high level, and so I owe I owe his work I owe owe him and his work um, a great deal, um, and that's that's what we're going to discuss tonight. As a matter of fact, introduction to Christianity, his yeah. great contribution to. Um, the life of the church in the wake of the Second Vatican Council. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Vatican II, how he was an advisor there. Um, it's he wrote Introduction to Christianity in 1968, which is really interesting to me because that's only three years after the close mm-hmm. of the council, mm-hmm. and it's like already he gets a sense that okay, some something is going wrong here. Mm-hmm. Um, there, 
apparently, uh, I mean, maybe you could speak to this better than I could, but but apparently there there is um, you know um, an illiteracy when it comes to what what you know believers are supposed to hold is true. Um, there's a cynicism um, regarding you know how do we how are we supposed to know what to believe? Mm-hmm. You know who who gets to speak for the church? Who 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 has authority to speak for the church? Um, an introduction to Christianity is is uh, Joseph Ratzinger's first stab at trying to to clear up the muddy waters. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps the other great contribution being and he was he was key in promulgating the the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. But um, but that that that's what he's about in introduction to Christianity is, is he, he it's it's an exposition or or a series of theological reflections on the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. You know something that's really really fundamental mm-hmm. um, and. It's like a baseline uh, measure of belief for for Catholics. Yeah, I I'm amazed at providence and 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 how that works, and that both of us at very different times, in different places, mm. were similarly awakened mm. with theological interest and desire to sharpen our own understanding mm. of the Catholic faith from the same man authoring the same book, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Both of us, a book that would have been translated from the original German language. Mm. And for me, it was as a Theology 101 class at Marquette University as an undergraduate where I had I was completely unworthy to have the great Jesuit professor that I had who had that as one of the textbooks. Imagine a Theology, theology 101 class. Introduction to Christianity, mm. Augustine's Confessions, and the Gospel of Mark <laughs> were, the th- were the three texts <laughs> for introduction, effectively introduction to Catholic theology. Yeah. Right? It's not a bad lineup. Uh, no. <laughs> you, could, you could do worse. People have done worse. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. As I said, I was unworthy to be in that, that great professor's uh, presence. What was and, his name? Uh, Father Joseph Leinhardt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would go on to uh, become a heralded expert in patristics. Yeah, he's a, a patristics and a scripture yeah, scholar, isn't he? Yeah, total aside. Gosh, we'll get to the book eventually here, friends. A total <laughs> aside. So this, was, this wasn't this was in the Theology 101 class, but he was one of those extraordinary uh, gifted teachers that you would just take whatever class he yeah. offered. Yeah, because, because it was him. Because it, it was him, yeah. and he was so... Uh, so good, yeah. you know, effective as a teacher. Right. And so this was a class on Augustine, which he would later become an international expert, recognized international expert. And there was a there was a question that I had in the reading about a figure who appears in the study of Augustine. Uh, his name is Paulinus of Nola, and Paulinus of Nola is a canonized saint mm-hmm. as a particular day. Mm-hmm. Uh, shares it on the 22nd of June with... Uh, Thomas Beckett and John Fisher, and there's Paulinus of Nola, interestingly okay. enough. Yeah. So I go to Father Leinhardt's office. In those days, professors had office hours. I don't mm. know if they still do or not. Yeah. And I walk in, as, as only a fledgling undergraduate student could do, <laughs> and said, Father, do you know anything about Paulinus of Nola? He's sitting at his desk. He gets up without saying a word. He walks over to his bookshelf. He pulls out a book. And he hands it to me. The title is Paulinus of Nola. The author is Joseph Leinhardt. <laughs> Boy, do I know something about it. 
And I wrote he, the book on it. He, he wasn't about to, he gave it to me to do what? To read. Right. To read. Right. Uh, th- this wasn't going to be kindergarten. I'm yeah, not going to hold gonna, your hand. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you you're going to take this and read it mm-hmm. and return it to me. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can say some things about Polinus yeah. <laughs> and Nola. Yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, I've learned a few more things than most would about Paulinus and Nola. <laughs> Seared into your memory. And was able to grow in the virtue of humility. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So this this classic work of of Joseph Ratzinger, Introduction to Christianity. You know, at the time there there is an absence of um works that outline the faith. There were some efforts by some national bishops conferences to produce catechisms. Mm-hmm. In the United States the most famous one of those was produced in the 1880s yeah, the, at, at, uh, the, at a plenary council in Baltimore, and it became called the Baltimore Catechism. was mm-hmm. the third or the fourth plenary council. Yeah. And it was is a very different type of catechism yes. than, than, than the writing of uh, Joseph Ratzinger and others. But there wasn't a go-to, um, reliable, trustworthy, Mm-hmm. presentation of the faith as hard as that is to believe mm-hmm. and we won't get that until the pont- well into the pontificate of john paul ii and the promulgation of the first universal catechism of the catholic church in 400 years universal mm-hmm. this wasn't a bishop's language group that was authoring this but this was with the, the full authority of right. the catholic church the magisterial story authority of the church yeah. and what Joseph Ratzinger gives us are the really indications of of a project that is going to happen uh, twenty years later. Hmm. We can see the influence of of even in this in this work, Introduction to Christianity, upon the Catechism, mm-hmm. where there were the creedal statement itself, foundational, the foundational expression of what it is that we believe to be um, elucidated. Yeah. And that's that's really what Joseph Ratzinger does in that book in 1968. That's right. Which will become part one of the Catechism of the Catholic Church in 1994. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Albeit in, with, in a different format and yeah. style. Right, right. Um, and and he, he elucidates... The, the the faith the apostles creed um in a way that i mean it's scholarly because that's that's his style he's a teacher in the uh, the traditional sense of that word um he's a theologian in the traditional sense of that word his, his aim is to be a teacher that's right um so it's scholarly but it but it's accessible and he it's it's clear when you when you go through it that he's trying to make the faith um appealing and he's trying to show the reader um, who doesn't have to be an expert? Um, it's you know, it's profitable for for just a person in the pews to pick this up and read it. Um, how the creed cashes out concretely in their in their everyday life. That's right. Um, there's a there's a really wonderful um, inclusion he makes in the preface uh, of I think it's in I think it's in all the editions of the book, but he. He includes the um, the fable of uh, poor Hans, yes, the the, the brothers Grimm, yes. uh, 
fable. Go ahead and develop that. That's really important. Well, it's just, it's, it, it, I, I don't recall the details. I'm not sure he reveals all the details, but right. basically the, the, this nincompoop um, trades a lump of gold because it's just too big to carry around. And he trades it for something smaller and less valuable and something smaller and less valuable. He just he keeps trading and trading until he's left with nothing at all. Yes. And he thinks he's found libera- <laughs> liberation. Yes. He thinks he's yes. found freedom. Um, and the parallel that, that Father Ratzinger is trying to make there is pretty clear that, uh, you know, we have this, this gold deposit, the faith, and we in the modern world are trading it for nothingness um, and calling it liberation, calling it freedom. We need to recognize and, and realize what it is we're squandering. Um, and you know, that, that's pretty clear throughout the pages of the book. He's trying to make the, he's not, not trying to make the faith beautiful. He's trying to highlight the beauty of the faith, yes. the relevance of the faith. That's for, right. Um, and the reasonableness. Yeah. Of the the faith. Reason, that's right. That's the first big section of the book. And yep. it's, it's the one that hooked me right away. Yeah. Um, he, he treats the question of belief in the modern world, which is such an important question in our time. I mean, I just, it, going back to my days as, as a teacher, um, that was the biggie for most teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their view was that, um, religion, faith, belief, all that stuff's okay, but it's, it's really a private matter. It's a matter of opinion. Like when we're talking about real knowledge, like real serious stuff mm-hmm. for the intellect, it's, it's the hard sciences. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's what the smart people are into, mm-hmm. you know? And of course, you know, you, you point out, well, I mean, <laughs> the founder of the big bang theory was a was a priest and there are 30 some <laughs> craters on the moon named after Jesuit scientists. And, you know, you, I, I'll, I'll, I'll not believe for a single minute that John Henry Newman and Thomas Aquinas yeah. and St. Augustine were dolts. They right. were brilliant men. Right. And right. There were brilliant women, Edith Stein and, um, Elizabeth Anscombe. And, and I mean, just you know, the history is, is riddled with brilliant, uh, men and women of intellect who Absolutely. are believers as well. Absolutely. Um, but that's 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 what that's what the kids know. Yeah, that's 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 in the air. That yeah. um, you know, belief is just a matter of matter of opinion. And but when we're talking about real, the real intellectual heavy lifting, that's that's the sciences, yeah. the secular sciences, the hard sciences. Um, and Joseph Ratzinger takes uh, takes that takes that um, that dilemma up at great length in the uh, the opening sections of this book. And we're going to continue to unpack that. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're uh, two fathers who are just trying to trying to get better along the way. And um, we know that the faith itself is the avenue <laughs> to pursue for deepening hope and for greater love and for lively generosity and gratitude. That belief is not infantile or um, or whimsical, but belief bodes a strength, uh, a strength in the human person that enables us not only to persevere, but to recognize, to see, and ultimately to know. We're cast in the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.